0: Good morning.
1: You're just in time.
0: Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement.
1: Let's start our day together. Good morning, friends. Welcome in. I'm Amanda Miller.
0: And I'm Dave Orsborn. We are so excited to have you with us this morning here in the St. Gabriel Cafe.
1: Cam Clutter, as always, is our barista. And our friends today will be joining us are Nicole Semental, she's the director for Buckeye Catholic, and Kiara Baker, who is a nursing student at The Ohio State University, and a choir member. And we will be talking today about recovering Advent as a liturgical season, but especially through Advent hymns and music. Good morning, Dave.
0: Good morning, Amanda.
1: Would you start us in a prayer?
0: Yes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, Father. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for this day. Thanks for bringing us all together, uh, giving us this place to uh, to praise you and to glorify you. Uh, thank you for bringing Nicole and Kiara here with us, and um, bless our conversation. Bless all of our friends that are listening as we go about. The day, help us to share your love with uh, those that we encounter. Help us to be kind uh, and joyful so that through us they can see you. And Father, we bring this uh, prayer to you in the name of your Son, who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we also, as always, ask for Our Lady uh, to be with us and to draw us closer to her Son. Amen. Amen father son holy spirit saint nicholas day happy saint nicholas day yeah
1: okay actually it wasn't until late in life that i learned about the tradition where you put your shoes out
0: late in life
1: yeah (laughs) let's just
0: stay on that for a moment okay
1: Okay. well it was like i wasn't a kid when i first experienced it i mean you know because it's tradition for kids they put their shoes out you get little candies or treats
2: how do you find how do you define late yeah where'd your parents
1: put your candy what i'm just saying i didn't learn about it until after college so i never experienced it until i was an adult that's what i'm saying
0: (laughs) that's all i'm saying (laughs) yeah we didn't have it either it wasn't a methodist thing okay yeah
1: yeah Well, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but we've done it. Yeah. Carl knew about it. I didn't know about it at the time. But yeah, the girls always, their slippers. I think we did slippers and not shoes. (laughs) So you
1: saw it and you always wondered, why are there shoes out all of a sudden? (laughs) Why is there
0: an orange in this shoe? (laughs) It seems a little awkward. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: It it is a fun tradition.
0: I have no idea why it's a tradition or
1: Well, isn't it because St. Nicholas... (laughs) He literally came around and gave kids gifts and kids would put their shoes out for that. Is that we'll have to look up that history. I'm really but fuzzy I...
2: on it. There's a whole story of like three daughters of a baker or someone like that that who, he gave coins to. Right. He couldn't have, and he, so he stuck it in the socks or the shoes oh. or something like that that they hung okay. over the the windowsill. Um, okay,
0: so that's why we have stockings then, too. Will Turek, if you're right.
2: listening, you can fact check us, right? So.
0: <laughs> we had stockings growing up. You had stockings yeah, growing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, of sure. course, I did that. Yeah, that was Christmas Eve, the night before Christmas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I love our faith. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much, so much we don't know.
1: Yeah, and it's really beautiful that we can always go deeper.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. You were recording the chaplet yesterday again with some students.
1: Yeah, actually. So I it was really beautiful because like I shared yesterday, I typically bring in a divine mercy image. And before I get started with the recording, I'll tell the kids a little bit about it. But before I tell them about it, I like to hold it up and ask them, raise your hand and pick out one thing in this image that you see. And a lot of times it's the the physical things that they see, right? Oh, Jesus has a halo, or there's red and white light coming out, or I see the words, Jesus, I trust in you. And so they all pick out different things. Yesterday, though, I thought it was so beautiful because I asked them to tell me what they saw. The first kid, his hand shoots up and he says, I see my Lord and Savior. I was like, Yeah. Wow. And then the next kid shoots his hand up and he says, I see hope. And another person says, "I see love." And I'm just like, "Oh my goodness, this is so beautiful." <laughs> so, yeah, it was just outstanding. Yeah, it a great experience. I was like, "Yes, all of those things are present in this image here that represented in our in the person of our Lord." So, yeah.
0: What's what school was this?
1: Um <clears throat> excuse me. I believe it was All Saints Academy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well done, yes. folks, mm-hmm. over there.
1: Yeah, so they're doing and, and something right.
0: And parents <laughs> right. and whoever's, yeah, helping these kids grow deeper <laughs> in their faith. Nicely done. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. So we have our Advent reflection. When do we jump into this? This is uh, from Rejoice, Father Mark Toops, Advent Meditations with the Holy Family. And we are on Wednesday of the first week of Advent and cam why don't you go into the meditation for us
2: yeah real quick just worth saying that if you have been following along or haven't been following along and would like to get a copy of the book i think they probably still have copies at generations here in town or the marion gift shop at saint paul so feel free to pick it up because we've got another couple weeks of this in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen amen Father Mark writes, Mary and Joseph loved each other. But what is love? Love has become one of the most frequent used and misused of words, a word to which we attach quite different meanings. We immediately find ourselves hampered by a problem of language. To authentically understand the true nature of Mary and Joseph's love for each other, we must correctly define the word love. St. Thomas Aquinas defines love as to will the good of another, and too often we try to see God through the same lens we use to see the world. We attempt to understand him through our own limited categories. We cannot do this with Mary and Joseph and expect to fully appreciate the fullness of who they are. Mary loved Joseph, but in doing so, She only wanted what God wanted for him. Joseph loved Mary, but in doing so, he only wanted what God wanted for her. They only wanted what was best for each other. They would not have said, I deserve this. Let us take this moment to look deeper, deep within our our hearts as we considered how we love others. We might struggle to love as St. Thomas defines it and how Mary and Joseph lived it out. How many times do we feel the emotions associated with the word love, but quietly desire to get something in return? When this happens, our actions are driven by feelings. We want to feel love. We become grasping in our relationships. We build up expectations of what we are supposed to be feeling or another person is supposed to be doing, or how he or she is supposed to love us, but in pursuing first the emotions associated with love or emotionally grasping at a person so that we can get something in return only leads us complicating our relationships. Loving well the way that Mary and Joseph loved each other is difficult, but life-giving. It is selfless. It requires maturity, humility, holiness. Then again, what are we striving for? Imagine what our lives would look like if we loved the way Mary and Joseph loved each other. Imagine what your family, what your marriage, or friendships would look like if you loved the way Mary and Joseph loved each other. This Advent can be different, but it will require us to go deeper. We need to ask God what we really want from him this Advent.
0: Amen. Our scripture passage this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 to 13.
1: If I speak in tongues... Excuse me. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, And if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecy, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. So faith, hope, love, abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love.
0: Mm. The greatest of these is love. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Cam.
2: What so a gut check. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, huh? Um.
0: So if it's if, if it's not difficult, you're not loving well. Is, is that? I mean, you can. If it's easy, you're loving poorly. Looking at you know the reflection. Uh, loving well the way that Mary and Joseph loved each other is difficult, but life-giving.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think in particular it can be difficult for us, especially when, you know, in our fallen state we're so me-centered. And I think that's what makes it difficult because we have to move past all of our imperfections, all of our desires to look inward, our desires to be, to, for ourselves to be served, and to look towards serving the other. What were your thoughts on it being difficult?
0: It's that self emptying, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, forgetting about the self and, and thinking of the other is, uh, I think the, the most difficult part of that. Mm -hmm. But uh, in, in the, in the scripture passage, I mean, um, it's patient, kind, not jealous or boastful, not arrogant or rude, does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. I mean, all those things. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a part of, like you said, uh, the fallen, the fallen condition.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So,
0: have you ever prayed through this passage with, uh, um, because God is love. Mm-hmm. Have you ever prayed through it, replacing love with God? So, so God is patient and kind. Hmm. God is not jealous or boastful. God's not arrogant or rude. God does not insist on its own way. Is not irritable or resentful. God bears all things, believes in all things, hopes all things, endures all things.
1: I, I actually have not done that before. I have heard it's a good way to reflect on yourself if you put your name in there hmm. i think both of those meditations can be great is one for us to grow in greater understanding of god putting god's name in there mm-hmm. dave, so- is dave is patient <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah that's what we do before every meal at home <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually kind of what stood out to me too. amanda's is uh, and what i started with what a gut check too because I, not to call everybody out, but raise your hand if you or your mom or your grandma had this on like the wall of their bathroom, right? <laughs> love is patient, love is kind. Um, and, and that was the case in one of our bathrooms growing up. And so when one is bored in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet or whatever, you you read the wall art, finally. <laughs> and I I think the way I used to read it was in a very... Because we're using the word love in a very like Mm, mm lovey kind of way, emotional, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But but as I was reading it just now and then listening to you read it, Amanda, I think what the Lord was really speaking to me in that is is I kind of got stopped when you said love is patient, and I was like, wow, how why like that cuts like a knife, doesn't it? Mm. If I am not patient, then then in many ways I am not loving if i'm not kind in many ways i'm not loving if i'm not enduring all things in many ways i am not loving in that way because because when you're holding on to something then then you're holding on to that like selfishness right
1: right okay actually so when i was reading the scripture um i know this is not what it says but this is what came to me <laughs> as i w- because it's talking about speaking in tongues um, you know prophecy knowledge and I was just thinking okay in what way um, can I also kind of relate these things and in terms of love like my daily life and love and what came to mind is like if I if I speak beautiful things and knowledgeable things and wise things and if I'm even speaking the Word of God and talking about, his goodness and I'm portraying the faith really well and I'm doing it in all faith. But if I'm doing all of those things without love, then, you know, it it tells us that, you know, we gain nothing. And that just kind of struck me today.
0: That's big. Yeah. It's huge.
1: Or you think about, you know, you're doing the dishes and you're tired and you're upset that either your family member or your roommate didn't do their dishes and you're just sitting there resenting them for it. And it's like, whoa, check myself. Am I doing this because I'm loving the other um, or because I, you know, I'm upset, you know? And it's those little moments in life that I, I have to remember, oh, like how, what's my intention beh- behind this action, Right.
0: It's not irritable and it's not resentful <laughs> <That's> right <laughs> it's exactly. right here. I've heard a lot of people
2: talk about this passage too. Uh, maybe it's a, a couple priest friends of mine. I know at least have mentioned it in this way that we go from like worshiping God in mass, but then what's your disposition in the church parking lot.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Especially think of like those churches in town that have really tight parking lots. Right. <laughs> and, and, and how we're receiving other people and, and, how we're acting as we're trying to, you know, get our car out. And everybody's got places to be. And maybe you have brunch plans and stuff like that. But but that can be sometimes the toughest place, especially for me as I'm like driving around the city of Columbus um on on the Otter Belt on 270. It's sometimes it's really easy to be like So impatient. Right. Right. I'm trying to get places. Right. Um I, I think it's hit me more than once too in those moments the Lord has reminded me, hey, these other people have like an eternal soul mm. and, and daily decisions and, you know, f- lives and families and struggles and joys and everything too. And and you just aren't treating them with that kind of dignity.
1: Mm, that's a good reflection. Yeah.
0: What's our takeaway? Get practical oh. here.
1: Um, yeah, actually I had a thought on, well, what are your thoughts? And I'll I'll come back to what I I circled.
0: It comes kind of the overriding word for me, this advent is slow down.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that doesn't really going quickly, having monkey mind, being distracted. Doesn't really work well with loving well, so I think for me, slow down. I mean, if I want to love better, mm-hmm. I I need to slow down and and, and be more present. Mm-hmm. Is is what it's you know says to me.
2: Riffing off of that too, the verse that I was just thinking about is that verse twelve. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. And and in that slowing down, it, it almost takes like that haze or that fog away, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, what also stood out to me in this passage was when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, reasoned like a child. And when be- I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And in connection with what Father Mark Dupes is saying in his reflection here when he was talking about like not just grasping at the emotional aspect of love, it made me think. Well, children, um, they are they are all uh, like they're just emotion, right? And they they're not at the age of reason yet. Mm-hmm. And I think what struck me in this is just this reflection of, am I putting away those childish ways, um, and loving authentically? And my my takeaway actually is a line in the reflection that says consider how we love others i'm just going to take that as a personal reflection is consider how you love each and every other person in your life
0: very good very good father i humbly ask that you make uh, this advent my best ever help me to find you deep within teach me how to love as mary and joseph loved amen we're going to be back in just a couple minutes with our friends nicole simmental kiara baker and we're going to talk about beautiful advent music stay with us
4: O good Jesus, you are the Most High God, everlasting and always living. You have shown us the way to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable. Give hope to all and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of suffering and our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need. Your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness, pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort. You are our hope. Through the intercession of Our Lady, health of the sick, we come to your most sacred heart and beseech your protection and blessing. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen.
5: Do you have a minute for lasting happiness? Living virtuously is the way to freedom, happiness, and holiness. To grow in virtue, we must learn about it, practice it, and persevere in it. This is what the saints have achieved with excellence. An excellent example of the virtue of self-control is seen in Blessed Charles de Foucauld. He lived self-control heroically by allowing the grace of Christ to transform him after an undisciplined and licentious life as a French officer. After experiencing a deep conversion, he worked to attain joyful mastery over his passions. He eventually became a priest and went to the Sahara Desert to pursue a solitary life of prayer. Let us ask Blessed Charles de Foucault to pray for us that we may grow in self-control. Educate yourself in virtue Learn more at educationinvirtue.com.
1: Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller.
0: I'm Dave Orsborn, and we're welcoming Nicole Simmental, the director of music for Buckeye Catholic, and Kiara Baker, nursing student, junior, am I right?
6: I'm a senior. Senior, no Yes, time flies. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. Gotta be kidding me. Senior nursing student at the Ohio State University. Yes,
6: I'm here with Nicole. I'm a proud member of the Buckeye Catholic Choir at the Newman Center.
0: Yay! And we're so uh,
7: blessed to have Kiara in our our choir. She's a faithful faithful member, and we're grateful to be here. Thanks for inviting us on.
0: Absolutely, we wanted uh, when we were uh, speaking with the bishop yesterday. He mentioned uh, how many of us jump forward to Christmas music. Mm-hmm obviously, most radio stations do I don't know of any radio station playing just you know advent music this time of year yeah. um but his uh his point was we we really by doing that miss just this wonderful deposit of uh beautiful mm-hmm. uh hymns and uh
7: yeah part music. of my sort of advent uh i don't know want to say promise or things i made a advent playlist on spotify and if i listen to music in the car i'm i only allow myself to listen to this or to listen to this uh spotify playlist so it only has advent music just to really help me to enter more deeply into the season
0: um is it public
7: uh it should be on spotify it's called advent 2023
0: so okay feel
7: free to you're
0: gonna get a lot yeah yeah jump on it friends (laughs) Advent 2023. Yes. Great. Thank you. Because we had actually talked about doing something similar. But mm-hmm. if you've already done the work and you know much more <laughs> about Advent music than we do, my playlist would be pretty short. <laughs> but I'm I'm here to learn.
7: Yes. So. We're all learning.
0: <laughs> so let's start perhaps with just talking about music um, at Mass and, mm-hmm. and the role that music plays mm-hmm. uh, within the liturgy.
7: Yeah, so um, music is very, it's complementary to the liturgy. So it doesn't, it's not music on one side and liturgy on the other, but rather they they complement each other. And music is an integral part of the liturgy. In, in the document Sacra Sanctum Concilium, it says music is, is integral in this part it plays in the liturgy. So, um, you know, if the music is lacking, The liturgy also will be lacking and the same if the liturgy is lacking the music's gonna lack they they both have to be to to work side by side um and it's also important to remember um i always come back to this and and i have a board in our choir room and i i write quotes from the different documents on there and we will talk about them um during choir rehearsal at times and our purpose in the liturgy, um, what we do and is for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. Um, and so just keeping that in mind as, as choir members, that that's, that's our role. And that's all of our role, right? Um, the glory of God and the salvation of souls. Um, and then also another important thing with music in the liturgy is that we don't, and this helps us to keep that in mind, is that we don't just sing at the mass right we don't just sing pretty songs at the mass they might be beautiful that that has to be a component but rather we sing the mass that's why um, we sing the kyrie and we sing the gloria those would be spoken or sung rather if there was music or not but when we have a sung mass we sing them because we're singing the mass and so the music has to fit that as well so that we're not just um, singing songs and then we have the components of you want beauty the good the goodness of the the music and it for it to be truthful so holding on to those um, transcendentals in music Mm. is also very important
0: so for the glory of god and salvation of souls yes so lyrics matter
7: yes yeah you can't have um you know that's the thing the the melody or the tune um go side side by side with the lyrics as well so um sometimes music has beautiful lyrics but the the music itself is a little bit hard to sing so one might not be able to to sing along with it it's not as easy even though it has the beautiful lyrics so it really has to be both It, it gets a both and you know yeah. it's not just um i have this beautiful melody but the lyrics are are awful you know And and that's kind of what we have to make sure that in sacred music that we're really holding on to that and and thankfully, the church doesn't make it hard for us. You know, we have this treasure chest of, of music. And, I, and I'm constantly telling <laughs> the students, you know, keep filling that chest. Keep filling it with, with the treasures of the church. I mean, you just, you cannot dig far enough. We never will be able to, to dig far enough, just like we never will be able to understand fully the mystery of God. But we don't stop searching it. You know, we still keep searching it until we're in heaven. Um, so...
0: Nicole Simmental, the music director uh, for the Newman Center, Buckeye Catholic. Kara Baker, senior nursing (laughs) student uh, at The Ohio State University. A little bit of a tangent here. Is good Catholic music still being, liturgical music still being composed?
7: Yes, I would say so. There are some more contemporary composers who um, are holding on to that um there is some not so great music. Oh, every era uh, yeah, has exactly. that yeah right? exactly we all Maybe have so. that um one of the things the document kind of stresses uh the documents in, on sacred music and the liturgy is that um music that kind of savors the traditions um you know one thing is that Gregorian chant is what the church holds as sort of its pride of place right so it's it it belongs completely to the Roman Catholic Church, it's ours, you know. It's a gift, and and so the documents kind of say when things savor more of that style, um, it tends to fit more closely with the liturgy. So, um, and the reason is, I mean, there's a few reasons, but if you think about it, when we come to when we come to the sacred liturgies, um, we're transported to heaven, or heaven is transported to us. However, you want to to look at it, but um, it cannot sound. Uh, ordinary or what we're used to all the time you know we want to be brought somewhere else and in order for that to do it we're very you know god gave us our senses so you know we we that's why we have the bells and we have the incense the smells right and the music so we hear that and we're brought somewhere else and so if music sounds just like i go in my car you know i'm not i don't know about you but i'm not transported to heaven in my car usually Mm -hmm. so um so (laughs) for me like when the music kind of takes on that component that it it allows me to be moved in a way um, that is like no other place that I've been. So, and that's why the church is does have these documents and does talk about sacred music and and um, the importance of it, as well as what is appropriate for the liturgy.
0: Little drummer boy aside,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Um, so we have four selections we wanted to go a little bit deeper in yes um so we're looking at uh melodically mm-hmm. so they're but not not just easy to sing but moving stirring mm-hmm. melodically a- as well as lyrically so of these four where would you like to start oh come oh come emmanuel let all mortal flesh keep silent rarte chaley. Mm-hmm. And Alma Redemptress Mater, which which is kind of the pinnacle there, both melodically and lyrically.
7: Hmm, It's that good? Good Little one. Little
0: drummer boy aside. <laughs>
7: um, actually, why don't we start? I'm going to change my plan. Why don't we start with the Rarate Chaley? Actually, okay. Um, this might be not be as familiar to people. Um. But this was, uh, this is the, you know, in the church we have, or in the liturgy, we have antiphons, right? You probably have heard the priest either speak yeah. or maybe the antiphon is sung at your parish. Um, so these antiphons have been a part of, you know, the sacred liturgy for centuries, and they are part of the liturgy. So when we sing them, we're singing the mass because we're, we're singing the part of the liturgy. Um, so this is antiphon, Rate Celi, which is the Latin, and I'll give you the translation in one second, Is would be the antiphon for the fourth Sunday of Advent, as well as um, if you have a votive mass of the Blessed Virgin Mary during Advent, you might have heard um, the Rarate Mass. That's where it comes from. It comes from this antiphon. So it's the antiphon for the Blessed Virgin Mary as well. And I just came from singing the Rorate Mass at Holy Family, um, and in just a slight plug, there's one more this Advent, December 20th, Wednesday, 645 a.m., completely candlelit, um, wow. and it's just a beautiful way to enter into the Advent season with our Blessed Mother. Um, so it's a votive mass of the Blessed Mother, but it's called the Rarate Mass because of this translation. So the translation says, drop down, do ye heavens from above, and let the clouds rain down the just one. And uh, the priest actually just gave a sermon on this text, and I'll just share a little bit about what he says regarding the text. Um, So, drop down dew. The dew itself is the Holy Spirit. So, drop down dew, ye heavens from above, and let the clouds rain down the just one, So, or righteousness, you might hear. So, just one is is Christ. So, let the Holy Spirit, um, who comes upon the Blessed Virgin Mary, and, and drop down the just one, which is our Lord and savior. And so the text is fitting for the, the vote of mass of the blessed Virgin Mary, because we owe so much gratitude to the blessed Virgin Mary, who's yes, um, really is the reason that we're all sitting here and that we have the light of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, so that refrain is just something that you can, you can meditate on just, just Drop down from the whole, you know, from heaven, Holy Spirit, and let our Lord, you know, rain down upon us so that we can be saved and we are saved through that.
0: So that's the refrain. Correct. And goes between each of the, uh, each of the antiphons. Is that the? Correct. And so
7: then there's verses that go along with it. Um, and the text comes from Isaiah 45, eight, um, and the verses, um, you know, are talking about our, like, Lord, you know, remember, like, do not be angry with us. We have sinned. Um, Behold the affliction of thy people. You know, they, if you think about often, we don't think about this, but think about in the Old Testament, all the prophets, all the longing for the Messiah, right? This constant pleading and like, when will the Messiah come? And this sense of like, you know, um, send forth and the waiting that they went through. And then, you know, here the blessed mother says, yes. And here all of that, you know, sort of, there's uh, the saying that, you know, all of heaven and all of earth, you know, wait in response for her. Yes. And when she says, yes, there's a sigh of relief. There's, there's the, the rejoicing. Right. And that's why this season is very much, uh, you know, rejoicing, but also the penitential season as well and the waiting. So they go hand in hand.
0: Yeah. That's uh, the, the second verse in particular, the, um, is very penitential. We have mm-hmm. sinned and in, in are to become as one that is unclean, and we have all fallen as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have carried us away. Thou hast hidden thy face from us, and hast crushed us in the hold of our iniquity.
3: Mm.
0: And then it, but then the refrain follows immediately after that, really with a lot of hope, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it 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 it's dropped down, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, come, Holy Spirit. And then, uh, you know, let the clouds rain down the righteous one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
7: Yeah. Um, Kiara and I, we're actually, uh, we'd like to just sing the refrain for you, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So you can hear it. And um, I'm just going to, we're going to sing the refrain, and then um, I thought I would sing one verse for you, which I'm going to do the fourth verse. So it's in Latin, so I'll just give you the translation. And the reason I, I picked the fourth verse is because um, this does kind of bring in that hope element but so be comforted be comforted my people thy salvation cometh quickly why art thou consumed with grief for sorrow hath estranged thee I will save thee fear not for I am the Lord thy God the Holy One of Israel thy Redeemer
0: yeah go ahead and take the headsets off we want it to be in tune <laughs> <laughs>
8: Right hati, is super. and do blue wish Consolamini, want Salus Tua, cuare merore cui quia inovavit te dolor, salvabo te, no li timere, e from dominus deus tuus, sanctus Israel, redeem tuus. to us roar super et no base blue
1: beautiful
0: that was amazing thank you so much
1: you're welcome mm. I think mm. <clears throat> excuse me I was was kind of trying to reflect and you know do my own lexio as you were singing and what really actually struck me if I have the translation correct is Deus tuos mm-hmm. um, your God mm-hmm. and that just really hit me because in verse 4 it says why art thou consumed with grief? Uh, your God has come to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just so struck by, I guess, a Redeemer comes to save us. This is just so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: Yes, I love the phrase. Um, and you'll hear, I mean, different translations, but um, it says, Noli timere. Do not fear. Mm. You know, um, it it always it strikes me because how how much of us, especially during... You know the season we're we're trying to pre- prepare and like stay in Advent, but the world is screaming at us to be prepared and, and to, to go out and do all these things and all these parties are happening and those are all great things, but but how often do we sit and we're like the Lord has come to save me, mm. has come to save you, and I have nothing to be afraid of, even though um, many things you know in the world come at us and we're anxious and we have you know these fears, but the Lord says do not. Do not be afraid. Like I am your God, mm-hmm. and and I am there with you.
0: Now, Chiara, when you learn a piece of music that has both, or has both the English as well as the Latin settings, is that the right term, or mm-hmm. uh, lyrics? Do you spend a lot of time? Say you're going to be performing it in in Latin. Do you spend a lot of time with the English first?
6: I do. Um, Nicole does a great job at giving us the translation. And um, going back to the reflection that you prayed with earlier, um, if we don't have love, um, we don't have anything. So if something I'm doing lacks love, um, then like it accomplishes nothing. Mm-hmm. And especially like diving into music, whether it's in Latin or English, I apply that same concept to uh, what, whatever I'm singing, if I'm not singing this music uh, with love then it's actually not worth singing at all. Mm-hmm. And if I'm actually bringing something to the mass, the mass is the highest form of worship and therefore I have beautiful music to accompany and lift all of our souls up to the Lord, up to heaven, um, calling down heaven to us in mass, um, but I'm not singing in a way that I am expressing my love for the Lord and am asking uh, for his love to come down on us, then, like I actually shouldn't even be singing at Mass at all. Mm-hmm. Like if our worship in the Mass lacks love, um, then then I need to get a new job. <laughs> I need to <laughs> find a replacement in the choir um, because if my heart isn't in a place of worship, if it lacks love, um, then it will never truly be worship. So when we're delving into the text, what um, the meaning of what we're singing is, I need to know what I'm singing so that I can truly worship from a place of love. Um, and going back to the roaret, the roarte um, we're calling down the Lord from heaven, recognizing that when our hearts are full of love, um, the Lord brings heaven down to us. Um, and like in these texts, when I'm like um, learning to sing them, and a lot of times in choir, um, we go over. Um, p- certain parts of the music over and over again until we have it like just right. Um, and so sometimes I get a lot of time with um singing the same verses over <laughs> and over again. Um, part of being a choir member. They're
7: very patient.
0: <laughs> Love is patient. <laughs>
6: exactly. Yeah. Well, Nicole is patient with us. <laughs> um, and yeah, the um the part we just sung, the refrain. Um, I have it along with my Latin text in, in the music. So as I'm singing, I'm able to more uh, fully express my love for the Lord by recognizing um, the truth of what I'm singing. And then I think the Latin then enhances the truth that I know as I'm reading in English. Um, I think something that is really beautiful um, with Latin music is that um, in some sense, when we hear something in Latin, it just sounds like more full and like more um, more heavenly, because there's something like deeper with the richness of, of the text. Um, I can say, uh, "Ye heavens open from above," or I can say "Roorarte cei de super." That whole just tremendous richness. Um, and like the way we sing it, when we sing it with love, will enhance the truth that we want to um, bring about in, in the worship space. Mm-hmm.
1: I think you mentioned a, just an excellent point of reflection in when we are participating in the Mass, when we are singing in the Mass. It's not just a moment, oh, my Father's preparing the altar, let's sing a song. It's No, actually, it should be preparing my heart. I should be singing in love. Yeah. Almost like a love note to our Lord mm-hmm. in preparation for what's about to happen and doing that with greater intention. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
7: At the offertory, I always think, um, you know, like I place my offering on the paten, you know, with the, the host. I place myself there um, to be offered to the Lord. And uh, and so when we're singing, you know, I place my my gift to the Lord of this music, you know, to him Um and then, you know, when the, the priest drops um, the water into the wine, like, Lord, you know, that the prayer he prays is so beautiful, you know, like, um, and just like, allow me to be consumed by your precious blood because you are going to give me a share in your divinity. You know, like there's that sense as that promise of that, you know, and, and so when we unite ourselves to that moment. Um, and that's why it's so important that the music itself allows us to have that reflection as well so that we can, um, we're not just... We're not just taking up time, you know, there, you know, we're, we're offering it to the Lord. And that's, that can be a beautiful prayer, um, for everyone, you know, who's singing. And, and if it's a song that maybe the choir's only singing sometimes, like, um, you can still unite your heart to that music in a way by offering it to the Lord as a prayer, um, and uniting your heart to, to, to the Lord.
0: Nicole Simmental, the music director at Buckeye Catholic and Kiara Baker, senior nursing student at The Ohio State University. You mentioned there is, there is as a music director, do you choose music differently when you want to have the people participate rather than just the choir perform? Because I, I could see a real benefit like with the Ruarte Celi,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, of just listening to the choir rather mm-hmm. than trying to sing along myself, uh, especially if it's in Latin, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just boot it all over the place <laughs> but um but then even you know if, if I'm sitting there with the hymnal listening to the choir, I can enter more deeply I guess into the hymn sure. than I could if I was singing along. Mm-hmm
7: um yeah it depends I it's interesting you ask that because um like last year we had a student mass on uh Tuesday nights you were there Kiara mm-hmm. a lot um and we did something different um we only sang you know at the beginning of the entrance antiphon and what I did was I set it to a simple antiphon or a simple melody um like uh just a simple psalm tone, we'll say, mm-hmm. but to the text. And so, and we'd have it up there. Um, and I was so surprised, like all these students singing this antiphon, you know? And and, and it made me, I, I have always known this, but it made me really feel like, wow, yes, like everyone can sing these antiphons. Um, sometimes, yeah, you, you might not be at the level to be able to sing them in Latin and to be able to sing them, you know, in the in the full gregorian mode but we're still can enter into the, allowing people to sing the antiphons as well um and i just put it to a simpler melody that everyone could sort of catch on and then just repeating that so um you know every mass we start with singing the choir sings the antiphon and it's in in the missal that the students have and and they can reflect on that and then we'll usually sing a hymn that then everyone will join in singing as father processes um so, yeah. And then there are times where, for example, that this rarate chile can be an excellent way to just have the choir sing the verses because they're yeah. a little bit more complex. But that right. refrain yeah. you know, can come back. Yeah. And there's also an English setting of, of the rarate um that is to the same tune, but just in English. And that can also be a way to introduce it um, to your parish and just let that refrain let the congregation keep singing that refrain, just like a psalm, how you would sing the refrain. They will catch on, you know, and uh you just have to invite them into hearing it and into to singing along with it.
0: Singing is praying twice. Right? <laughs> yes. St. Augustine. Can we go into O Come, O Come, Emmanuel yes. a little bit? I love that. One of my favorites.
7: It's definitely a favorite, yep. and I'm... I am sure that most people listening have, will sing this or have sung it already after the first Sunday and uh, is pretty familiar to, to
0: most of us. Now, based on the O antiphons?
7: Correct, yes. So the O antiphons um, are, begin December 17th. They are uh, the Magnificat antiphons used at Vespers, the text, and um, they really lead us into... Uh, into Christmas Eve. Um, one thing that's really uh, cool that I'm not sure that everyone knows this, but um, the title, the O, and then the, whatever it might be. So for example, O come, O wisdom. So O sapientia would be the Latin for wisdom. Um, those titles are attributed to Christ. So they're one of his, um, and they all come from the Old Testament, right? So we have O wisdom, O Adonai, O Root of Jesse, O David, O Dawn of the East, O King of the Nations, and then finally, O Emmanuel. And one thing I read, and I heard this in a talk last year, but I was reminded of it when I was uh, preparing for today. But each of those, the la- if you took the Latin, Emmanuel, Rex, Oriens, Clavis, Radix, Adonai, Sapientia, um, the first letter um, come out to saying arrow Cross, the Latin for Tomorrow I will be there. And just sort of beautiful meditation because we are leading up to those days. So tomorrow I, I will love be it. there. So, I never um, knew that. Yeah. It, I was a priest had given a talk last year and he told us. And then when I was, you know, reading up before today, I came across it again. And I was reminded of that, you know, uh, this, this reminder that, you know, he will, he is there, you know, he will be there. So it's a beautiful, um, a beautiful text again take it away um you know you can look up these texts online and you can pray with them you can enter in and i think um every verse starts with "O come and then it comes with the title of our lord right and then um there's the elaboration of the request so for example "O come O wisdom where from on high and then it says something about the lord who ordered all things mightily But then what? To do what? To to us, the path of knowledge show. And then our pleading and teach us in its way to go. Give us prudence. Teach us where to go. And then with this this refrain again, you know, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. Again, coming back to that same thing, like the Lord is our God. Do not fear. He has come to us. You know, and it just, that haunting, I think it's, some of these, you know, just like, they're like hauntingly beautiful because if you could reflect on the text and the music with it, you just sense like, I, you know, the Lord is my God and he has come to save me.
1: You you had stated that these start on December 17th, correct?
7: Correct, for correct. the Vespers. So yeah. if you pray Vespers on the Magnificat Antiphon before um, the Magnificat prayer, um, there will be this uh, little phrase of um, "O come, a wisdom from on high." Mm-hmm. Um, the translation might be slightly different, but they come from that.
1: Yeah, those would just be a beautiful little lexio to sit with. Yes, throughout Advent is take taking one verse each day and sitting with that. And "O, o come," I I'm struck by "O come." Um, and then asking, and then whatever it says that follows, you know, and and asking the Lord, how do I, how do I need this in my heart? Like you to dwell here in this way in my heart. And then, and then the refrain, rejoice, rejoice. How can I rejoice in the Lord's coming? Yeah.
0: I, I love the, this is just in my mind, the perfect hymn. I, (laughs) I love, I love O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I, I really most love the, the slower, uh, mm-hmm. approach to it. Um, because it really, you, you, when you were reading Nicole, um, just that, that, that verse who ordered all things mightily to us, the path of knowledge show and teach us in its ways to go. You do that at a nice pace and it, and it is very much a plead, you know, a pleading prayer, um, yeah, so good. Who wrote it? Do you know, well, it's 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 from, it's it's scriptural, yeah, or at least correct. the Antiphons, um
7: Yeah, I'm sorry, I put you on the spot. No, it's okay. Um, I was just looking. They likely date. Back to the sixth century, um, it refers to the text in the Consolation of Philosophy. Um, so yeah, it's coming back from sixth, the sixth century. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So in and you were saying you know kind of that it reminded me of what I was talking about earlier. Like this is you know now him, but it really it savors that Gregorian form, right? Because it does not. You know, it's not extremely, like, metrical. It does have a meter, but, like, it has that free-flowing, you know, sense uh, to it. But then it also has this metrical refrain that you can, and you can follow along to it. Um, so it's it's quite beautiful. Um, and you can, again, if you if you want to, um, there are versions of this in Latin, the Veni Emanuel, or in English, whatever um, you want to meditate to, and and look up online and just listen and and reflect on the text. it's a great way to enter into to the advent season more deeply
0: I love it and your Spotify playlist is Advent 2023 Correct so and we it's encourage, on there Yeah <laughs> uh, at least how many versions like 10 I
7: have I think I have two versions uh, out okay. there but
0: <laughs> we can add more Um practical takeaways uh then for our listeners I would say just spend some time lo- looking at the at, at the different hymns and uh just make it a prayer a part of your daily prayer. Uh there's a big concert coming up.
7: Yes. Kiara, you wanna talk about it a little?
6: The yes.
0: Saturday, December 9th.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So, Saturday, December 9th, um, the Buckeye Catholic Choir and I are having our Advent Christmas concert called Gaudete, Rejoice. Um, we
0: raise we, our hands when we say <laughs> Gaudete. Yes, yes. Gaudete. Yes.
6: <laughs> um, and there are about um, 15 of us that are singing. Um, numerous Christmas songs, Advent songs, um, and we're having a lot of them be traditional hymns and we're presenting them in like a newer, um, more upbeat, more contemporary way, but also in a way that um, promotes like reflection and we're encouraging um, the congregation to sing along with us, as well as going back to our traditional uh, Latin pieces um, and giving everyone the translation so that they can like follow along and also pray with us um at the end of the day that um there's this truth that um, music uplifts the soul to the Lord and if we get to give that and celebrate that this Christmas season like with people um and also be rooted in the truth that um the reason of our worship all goes back to love and love of the Lord and so that we can receive his love, then um, the purpose of our concert will have been more than fulfilled in that.
0: Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Saturday, December 9th, 7 p.m. at the Newman Center, 64 West Lane Avenue, concert and adoration.
7: Yes. So So. we just, uh, we decided that we wanted to, um, as we prepare our hearts for the Lord to be like the shepherd the shepherds, you know, and the wise men adoring our Lord. And so this allows also um, everyone who's in attendance to be able to enter more deeply and adore the Lord um, and reflect on this beautiful music of the season and walk
1: with Our Lady.
0: Beautiful. Tickets required?
7: No tickets no. required, but if you want to RCP, a you can. Um, there will be reception to follow.
0: A light reception? Yes. Love <laughs> light receptions. So tickets online at BuckeyeCatholic.com. Nicole Simmental, music director for Buckeye Catholic. Kiara Baker, senior nursing student at The Ohio State University. Thank you, guys. Thanks
7: Thank Thank for having you. us.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be a world without end. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, friends. We'll see you tomorrow, 8 a.m., right here in the St. Gabriel Cafe.